Well, bless the Lord. Yes. All the Lord's people said. Amen. Yes. Thank God. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. My, what a day. There's a miracle in me. Colossians 1.27 Christ in you. The hope of glory. That glory is not pearl gates and gold street. That glory is sinless. Sinlessness. That glory, that blessed hope is not the second coming delivering us from our troubles and trials. It's full sinless perfection. That's what it is. Be no more sin. That's the glory we're waiting on. These bodies. Hallelujah. You put a drunk man up, you know that's dangerous. <laughs> I done got almost a staggering drunk. <laughs> there was a fellow walking around hugging the men a while ago, and I thought, what's he doing in the service? And it was me. <laughs> like, well, hey, run into myself. How you doing? Well, I'm fine. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. What about that on a Sunday night? In a tornado. That's what my newsletter's going to say anyway. That wind was blowing when I opened the motel door. Hallelujah. A little Sunday night in a little church outside of a little town. <laughs> you think this stuff ain't a big deal to God? It's the same glory we feel. In the camp meeting with 20 preachers and seven singers and visitors. It ain't the meeting. It's, it's, the, it's the master. It's the master. I bless the Lord. Thank God this ministry wasn't built on the emotionalism. It was built on the Word of God. That's the only way you can have the real thing. The only way you can have the real thing. Bless the Lord. Some of you can't enjoy it because you've been uh, feasting down there at Egypt. And garlics and onions and roots. You know, that stuff that they craved in Egypt. It mentioned onions and garlics, which are some of my favorite. But uh, they're roots. You get over in Canaan land and everything is fruits. Fruits are hanging off a tree and roots are coming up out of the cursed ground. Roots actually going down in the ground. And there's something in our old nature that craves the cursed stuff that's going down. Somebody told me the difference in roots and fruits, and this is a third grader knows this if they've been in science, but one has seed, one don't. Yeah, one can reproduce, one is life, one is death, one's buried. Buried and going down further. But the fruits will bear in Canaan land, especially the grapes. 
seed. They got seeds. They have life and they can bear life. My, my, my. That old mountain preacher called me the other morning. Well, he called me at 5.30 after I texted him. <laughs> and I said, are you up? And then he called. And it's something me and him do. He said, he'd been studying that grape over there. It's got two seeds. Every grape has at least two seeds. He said, but our generation loves things convenient. And they love seedless stuff. And he said, you have to. You know, they used to make water bottles you could open. There it is. Seedless grapes. More convenient. Nothing in the way. Problem is, they can't reproduce. You know what he said? The modified, he used the word modified genetic something. How they do that to get seedless things, which are convenient for Americans to be a little more spoiled than we already are. And he said the term in the world of chemical modification engineering, I think I'm close to the right words. <laughs> he said they call it manipulation. That's what they call it, manipulating. Manipulating the genetics of it. Oh, dear time. Y'all better stay with an old-fashioned, stay with the old-fashioned church. Nothing manipulated. And, yeah, it's easier to swallow down there at the modern church, at the mega church. And, I, and I'll be honest with y'all and to help you understand the large Southern Baptist congregations and the large non-denominational. Uh, everything's been manipulated. It's seedless. You can sw- it's all easy to swallow. This gospel's hard for a proud man to swallow you got to swallow your pride before you can swallow the gospel. Can I get a witness? And uh, stuff's been manipulated. Been manipulated. Had a preacher I've known since I was 18. So that'd be 36 years. We've worked together for many years. And uh, I'm not trying to boast of myself. It's a point of illustration. But he said... About a month ago, he said, Brother Dean, in these 36 years, that's the third person again, but I'm not wearing boots or a polyester suit. He said uh, that he's never tried to manipulate me. I thought about that. Boy, what a compliment. You know the only reason you would try to manipulate anything? Either. The only reason you'd manipulate, try to manipulate situation or manipulate people it boils down to unbelief everything does boils down to unbelief it's it's the sin which so does so easily beset us i think it's a wrong interpretation to say that the sin which does so easily beset us you know you have a hang up this man has a secret Addiction, this man has one sin that he struggles with. You study Hebrews in his context, and it gets pretty clear. There's one sin, and it's the one sin which so easily besets all of us. And Eve and Adam were both guilty of it. 
It's the sin of unbelief. Now, why would you want, how does manipulation tie in with unbelief? Why are you trying to control a situation? You don't trust God? You don't trust the Lord when you try to manipulate things. You're trying to fix something that you're not trusting God to fix. Unbelief. Lucifer came to, well, I guess he wasn't Lucifer. You know, he lost that title when he, when he fell. And he was then that deceiver, serpent, Satan. Satan meaning adversary. And, and he came to Eve. And he said, you got a problem, which was a lie. So she thought she had to have something to fix. And uh, you got a problem. God is deceiving you. He's holding out on you. You know, that's what he told her. God's withholding from you. There's good things for you to have. And God don't even want you to know that you're missing out. You're missing out. And God's hiding that from you. You reckon, Brother David, you reckon that's every young person's problem that gets away from God? You reckon they believe that original lie? There's something good out there and I'm missing out on it. Brother Burke, isn't that something? I heard, a, I may just ramble tonight. You put a drunk man up here. Heard an old black preacher by accident. I was YouTubing sermons in the motel an hour before church. That's what I do. And the thing ran out and went to another YouTube channel. I didn't know it, and it was a black preacher. And, uh, oh, and I was trying to over there and get it back to what I was listening to. But it started playing because I'm 54, and I never could make Pac-Man go right or left. <laughs> And neither can I tell YouTube what to do when it's time to tell it. Fortunately, it turned out to be a Baptist pre missionary Baptist. Found out later, oh, that's good to know. And uh, he's preaching a Christmas sermon on Isaiah 9, 6, which to me is the best Christmas. And if from this morning, if you want to know the proper term, that Catholic Christ Mass. Uh, if you want to know what you should call it theologically, I'm going to call it Christmas because y'all understand that. But it's the incarnation. That would be the correct word if you don't want to use Roman Catholic language, which has never bothered me as a Baptist to use Catholic language. I'm looking forward to Christ Mass as I bring in my heathen tree from Jeremiah 10. I went and looked at that. <coughs> and I'm pretty sure it's probably a pagan practice. <laughs> <coughs> I went to look at it to prove it wrong. They're probably right. So I just sanctify my tree when I bring it in the house. I put a Baptist, no, I do a Baptist blessing on it. <laughs> Pretty sure the heathen started this and Jeremiah tends against it, but this is going to be a Baptist tree. <laughs> ah, incarnation. That would be the word. 
And that's when the John 1.14 and the Word was made flesh. And, uh, oh, dear time. No black preacher is preaching out of that. And us, uh, and it's on y'all's sign out here, a child. Does it say a child shall be born? A son shall be given. Did I get that? I always get them flipped. A son was given. Isn't that amazing? He gave his only begotten son. A child was born. But then that thing contains so many. Go look at Isaiah 9, 6 this week. It contains so many mysteries. This son's going to be called, one of his names is the father. And not just the father, the everlasting father. Uh but the old black man was a preaching, and when he got to counsel, wonderful first title, counselor. And as only a good black preacher can, they can they can find nuggets without even dropping their pick in the thing. Quite bad. This we plow up half the earth and find one thing, and the black man don't even try, and he's preaching nuggets everywhere. But he said the reason we needed our counselor because Eve went to the wrong, Eve listened to the wrong counselor to begin with. And said then she, and then the old boy started preaching against modern psychology and psychiatry. And, uh, and I'd have to agree with him. Sigmund Freud was a cocaine addict, a perverted deviant. And modern-day psychology comes off of Karl Marx, Charles Darwin, teaching that we are animals with animal instincts, and Sigmund Freud, the ravings. Thirty straight years, he never was not high on the cocaine he had discovered. And modern-day psychiatry is the medicines they give you to fix you. And none of it will fix you. There might be some medicines. It might be good for you. There might be some. that Actually something, maybe something physically wrong with a few people. But overall, generally speaking, it's the sorceries. Uh, you've all seen the original word there, pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical. It's, it's the dreamers, the daydreamers. Poison of asp is under their lips. And they dream in the day. They're in the book of Jude. And, and it's a generation of dope-addicted, mind-altered. It really is. And I've been preaching many years against those traps. And... Thank God there is deliverance in the Holy Ghost. Truly is. And if something's wrong with your body, the Lord will help you find that and He'll help you remedy that. But you better trust a genuine medical doctor. You better not trust the last day professions. And the old black preacher said, he said the reason we needed a counselor because of the counselor that our father and mother listened to. He said Eve took that counsel from hell and then she called for a group therapy session with Adam <laughs> and pulled her pulled him in. 
And the whole thing, Satan manipulated her and she manipulated her husband. And some of y'all have sat sitting here sat under great Bible preaching. And we've even seen songs written about Adam fell, he fell in love. He fell into sin. He fell into love. Listen to her. Are y'all in Exodus four? Let's talk about the home since that's where we stumbled upon. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the home before the visitors get here tomorrow night. We don't want to talk about all that in front of visitors. We're going to act like we have sense tomorrow night, and y'all are going to say, Brother Dean was wonderful yesterday. And I'll say, it was true. It was true. Let's talk about this before the visitors get here. We're just church family. Y'all in Exodus 4? What verse is it that I tell you this morning? Is it 23 or 24? Where the Lord came to kill him. And you know I'm a little slow. I was through half the morning service before I realized something over here is different. <laughs> I'm a little slow. I am an. I live in the abstract. <laughs> My wife says I'm airheaded, and it's true. I can study the Bible, but I walk right over the, the no longer Grand Canyon and didn't even know it. Look at that. That's pretty sound. Y'all going liberal on me? I'm a little nervous. Modern platform. We'll preach on that one night. Amen. That's wonderful. Look at that thing in Exodus 4. The Lord sought to kill him. Let's talk about what is that in thy home. Exodus 4, God had just threatened at the end of verse 23, He had threatened the firstborn of Pharaoh. By the way, before the visitors get here, y'all want to talk about Christmas for a minute? I mean, in messed up his covenant with God, arrangement with God. Noah messed up his covenant arrangement with God. And and Moses and the children of Israel messed up ended up messing up their covenant arrangement with God. And and David ended up messing up the kingdom, their covenant arrangement with God. And till God sent them judges and God sent them prophets. God sent them prophets. He sent them judges. And then in the end, there were them minor prophets. Malachi, the last one, 400 years of silence. 400 years and the Lord came. 1611, God gave us His Word. Amen. About 400 years ago, wasn't it? Amen. And then the Lord came. Amen. Oh, my. So here, here, let me ask you, what is that in thy home? Come on. God's coming to kill him. If you think the Lord won't take out one of His own, He takes His own out quicker than He does the heathen. He just lets them live until they die, and then they have eternal judgment. There is a sin unto death. I want you to mold something over for a moment. Some of you Bible students, I want you to mold this over. Moses and Paul. One, given the stewardship of the covenant of the law. The other, and you can read this in Ephesians 3, Paul, as of one born out of due time, that special apostle to the Gentiles, he was given the stewardship of the dispensation 
of the grace of God. Amen. That gospel of grace. Yes. That gospel of grace. Maybe a new Christian here. You'll understand your New Testament better when you understand it's not written in chronological order. That's right. Or it's not laid out in chronological order. Did you know that 1 Thessalonians was written before Matthew? Many years before. Paul wrote 1 Thessalonians long before Matthew wrote Matthew. Did you know that John was written after Paul wrote all his doctrine epistles? John was written toward the end, and that's why he didn't go over a lot of things that Matthew and Mark and Luke did. That's why he went right to the heart of things. Right. But uh, there it is in your New Testament. Now, Paul, to him, was given the stewardship, that age of grace to Moses, the age of the law. And that Old Testament particularly refers to Moses and what God gave him. The New Testament. Which Jesus is the mediator of the New Testament. It's He gave the dispensing of it to Paul. So, what's it? You reckon today that God, in the chapter He came to call Moses, He nearly killed Moses? Do you reckon the day He came to Paul in Acts 9, the Damascus Road, that was going to be a killing? Or a calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about that. I think. I can't prove this, but I, I believe it lines up with Scripture. I believe God said that no more. Yeah. He ain't killing no more Christians. Amen. And I'm here today. And if <laughs> it is going to be a calling or a killing. It's going to be you, Paul. Mm-hmm. Yes. This thing's serious, y'all. Amen. Amen. In the same chapter, God just got done letting it be known to Pharaoh. Bringing death to your house. The next verse, he comes to Moses. I'm bringing death to your house. Folks, we ought to fear and tremble. He's not a respecter of persons. Yeah, listen, Jeremy. You can't play in this thing because who you're kin to. That's right. Amen. You can't play in this thing because you're born in this thing. Right. You got to be born again in this thing. There are no, there are no second generation Christians. I've used the term myself, and I know what I mean. And there's no third generation Christians. You got to get born again. Amen. Brother Kirk, it wasn't enough. Kurt and. You got a T or a K, Kirk. T, Kirk, that's what I thought. It wasn't enough for you. As your daddy got to say, you had to right. be saved. Right, amen. Mm-hmm. So they have been watching you your whole little life. Yeah. And that little Luke, it ain't enough that there's saved men on either side. Right. Both sides. That little fellow's got to get saved. That's right, amen. One day, he's got to do business with God. <laughs> Brother Nick, I'm proud of you, son. Front row, shining countenance. I don't know know how far back you decided to sell out and go with God, but boy, I'm proud of you. Amen. 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 Rachel's proud of you. I'm telling y'all, anytime you see youngins, 
sold out for God. They're not second or third generation. Right. <laughs> They're first generation. Amen. 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 Every time they're first generation. They don't have any. Being born in this ain't enough. You've got to be born again in this. There he's coming. That just amazes me that they was nearly a killing in the chapter where there's a calling. And I believe after having been in this study, I'm convinced he's coming to kill Paul that day. He was coming to call him. But he was going to kill him if he didn't if he didn't submit because he wasn't going to let him go kill nobody else. Right. Hmm. What about that? Now Moses is going to give the law. Much of it would be punishable by death. And God wasn't going to let him be no exception. That's right. You don't want to obey me? I, I'm going to kill you. Come on. Yeah. This is amazing to me. And there's something when we got to study this out. There's something that end. You come to kill Moses in the end. But in but in the New Testament story with the grace and the gospel, a wicked king's come to kill God's son. I don't know. There's something there. I haven't yeah. weighed it out yet. Uh-huh. I, I probably should have. I, I haven't meditated like I should have. I guess. But uh, not yet. That there's something there. There's a story. Oh yes. There's a story of babies headed to Egypt. They've been on a journey on donkeys and camels. Yeah. There's one of the old and one of the new. That's right. And in the old, he is coming to. Oh, that may be it. He was coming to kill the man. Uh-huh. But in the new, they're coming to kill his son. Wow. I think I stumbled into it right there. The Old Testament kills us, but the New Testament killed Jesus. Woo! Run right into it right there. There it is. That Old Testament judgment will always kill us. That New Testament death always kills Jesus. Woo! Okay. Been chewing on that in three months. Got it? Received it right in front of y'all. What a day. Sam, you want me to sign your Bible? I will, sir. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you want me to, I will. You haven't asked yet, but I mean, I will. Or I may already have. What about that? Now, I don't even feel like preaching on the whole. I'm enjoying all this. Oh, yeah, I feel good. Yeah. Mm. Let's close by mentioning the home. It needs a whole island by itself, so I'm just going to mention it. Who is at fault? My whole life, and some of y'all have been around the great preaching for many years, and you've heard Moses' wife, Zipporah, she always gets scolded right here. She's blamed for the boys not being circumcised. She's blamed, and men have always said, Zipporah, it looked like she had an attitude. Your bloody husband flung it at him. And she's always blind. Being a bad wife, not letting Moses obey God. And and I was on that wagon pretty good. Until I thought about it longer than five seconds. And uh, Moses is the one who didn't do right. 
whether she was a good wife or a bad wife, the Bible didn't say for men to obey God unless your wife don't want you to. Help me now. Genesis 18, 19. Run over and underline it. Hurry, hurry, I'll give you a chance. Genesis 18, 19. God said about Abraham, For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. Right. Genesis 18, 19. And I don't need to start preaching that chapter, but it's a wonderful chapter. And God's headed down to judge the five cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And they said, Shall we hide from Abraham that thing? No, I'm not going to hide it from him because I know him. I trust him. He believes me. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. Simon Peter said, Sarah, that was a good woman. She obeyed Abraham. She called him Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's after he left her in the harem. Yeah. So he wouldn't get beat up. Right. Hats off to Sarah. You I'd have divorced his hat. He got me out of the harem, and I'm like, yeah, Oprah Winfrey and you, and Hillary Clinton and you, and then I'm going back. I, I like the king better than I like you. I'd have been a bad wife. But Sarah! Now, what about that, Abraham? He cast Ishmael out. God said to He offered Isaac up, God said to you never see Sarah fussing with him. In Genesis 12, leave everything. Leave your house. Leave your job. Leave your world. Leave everything and go. Yeah. Never saw Sarah fussing. You didn't see Sarah fussing after she got rescued out of the king's harem. She stayed on the journey with Abraham. That's right. That's, that, that, that's quite an example of a godly lady. And uh, this generation has said, hey, you have grounds for divorce. Seven of them. Mm-hmm. And I've been there with them. Yeah. Hey. Well, he was thinking high. Yep. Not, not a good counselor. My daddy, we buried him about four months ago. I actually heard him do this then, but sometimes respond out of emotion. <laughs> he told him no more. had a bad wife. This fellow had a bad wife. I was there when dad told him, said, son, best thing you can do they wrap her up in a brown coat and put some antlers on her head got no and tell her to run through the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was done. There was no more counsel after that. <laughs> well, I, I think we all went to Shawnee's and had breakfast and Dad felt better about the No one didn't get no help, but Dad got help. <laughs> oh, my. That's the role model for I know him. He will command his children and his household. After him, but they'll keep the ways of the Lord. Moses. Now, Zipporah has often been blamed for being mean and stubborn and not letting Moses do the scriptural thing on them boys. By the way, that is an Old Testament ritual, that is an Old Testament sign. And it's not required for New Testament believers. The reason I say that, I was in Louisiana three months ago, an old boy we call Tugboat. He's a tugboat captain down in New Orleans and in them bayous and them canals. And he's a wonderful young man. I love him. He's a new Christian. And uh, he looks like a tugboat. I'm the one that named him tugboat. 
And uh, his head alone could, you know, carry the New Orleans barge. And he's quite a man. And he ain't, sh- ain't trying to get skinny. Some of my friends are. <laughs> Tough boy. And uh, everybody loves him. Big old jolly guy. Santa Claus likes to talk about <laughs> Santa Claus sits in his lap. Boy, you know, what you <laughs> Help me now. Tugboat. Okay, I was preaching this at Louisiana. And the next day, they come in. Yeah. We've got two little boys. And they met with the pastor in the office and they all came out very happy and the boys had their hands in the air. He's all night long. My brother Dean said we ain't gonna hang let God kill me in a motel, taking them boys to the hospital tomorrow. They met the pastor, thankfully. They had no sense to talk about it. He said, that's Old Testament, these boys are facts. <laughs> so, I made a little note to myself. Let's explain that. <laughs> there might be somebody brand new in church. Okay. So, the boys are, ooh, they had a good revival the rest of the week. <laughs> you can say anything, and them boys are like, hey, man! <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story. Folks, that's an Old Testament ritual not required. But it's symbolic of God cutting away the old man and the old yes. life and the old sins. Cutting, cutting you loose from your flesh. Now, who was wrong? I'm 50 50. I'm on the fence. Zipporah. I'm wanting to be mad at her because of what Eve got us into. And it's easier to preach to women instead of preach to men when you're a man. Help me now. I'm wanting to blame Zipporah. And she might be. And all my life, this passage was interpreted Zipporah was a bad wife and then wouldn't let Moses separate them boys. And I pulled 25 preachers off the shelf, one after another, and went through this passage. And John Gill, all millennialist and a Calvinist, but everyone was in the early 1800s, and uh, but a great devotional preacher. And John Gill took a different stance. He messed me up. I couldn't be mad at her no longer. He said she was a preacher's daughter, a priest of many, and said uh, he said the old English language here. You go look at this in the old English language. He said. She knew what the right thing to do was, why she did it. Yeah. And said she knew what would save Moses' life. And said the way the old English reads, surely thou art a bloody husband in there. We read it like she's chewing him out. We're putting it in redneck terms. John Gill says she was shouting, rejoicing in the, in the victory that the blood brought. Yes, amen. Yes, that's good. I was like, John Gill, I wanted to be mad for the window. Why did you make it? It's easier to preach than chew out the window. Say amen. And John Gill said, Moses, for whatever reason. And he said, Y'all making too much a big deal about it. So you got to remember, this is a man who's been backslid 40 years. Mm-hmm. This is the man who's arguing with God when a voice is talking out of a burning bush. John Gill said, you reckon God was fed up with him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
arguing, running. Come on. Eight years old, still don't want to get your life right. Mama. Folks, we make heroes sometimes when they ain't. Not everything that happened to these men that were their spiritual giants. They became spiritual giants because of what God did to them, not what they did for God. Right. What God did for them. Amen. John Gill said, she's the only one who had enough sense to bring the cross in the picture. Mm-hmm. And said she was rejoicing. Hey. That's what Gill said. So, I've got a new position on this. And it goes a lot easier on you ladies. So here's my new theological stance. Whether she was right or wrong, see, I'm not going to give y'all no big Whether she was right or wrong, she knew what the answer was. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to have to vote with her for a little while because Moses never did the right thing, but she did. She did. Amen. If she was the original problem, she's the one that fixed it. That's right. Yes. And if Moses was the original problem, she was the one that fixed it. Right. I'll tell you this, standing here. I got no record of her running from God. I got no record of her being backslid 40 years. I got no record of her arguing with God. Talk to us. Well, that Bible's honest, standing. Amen. I'm slowly talking myself over to Gil's position. (laughs) Suffice it to say, in your home, whether Moses was wrong, whether Zipporah was wrong, she got it right and saved his life. Amen. And saved her home. Do y'all think this has something? Ladies, would you be the key to your home? Mm-hmm. Have mercy. What did Paul mean when he told Timothy that the woman come at Adam and Eve said, But she shall be saved in childbearing? We're going to his house at midnight. She's leaving ten minutes early to get the house ready. Eric, you're picking up my favorite food and bringing it over there. And you pay for it, we're not going to reimburse you. <laughs> Be glad you say it. Have I catch nothing to do? How many years did you not tie? This is part of the day. <laughs> I'm paying for my snacks and you smile the whole time. You now have a wife and a baby. Your life's over, sir. <laughs> Tell him that. That's good. Oh, my. We can sit up and talk about some of these things. I'm going to say, ladies, are you the key? Mm. The way God laid it out tonight, Eve, somehow she made it to the front of my sermon. She listened to the wrong counsel. Zipporah. Ladies, whether you've been right or whether you've been wrong, you can be the one that brings the devil in the house, or you can be the one that brings the cross in. Glory. Amen. No matter what page you land on this Bible, there's help for all of us. It all leads to Calvary. Amen. It all leads to Jesus. She brought that shed blood of a firstborn son and that was a covenant. That was their covenant token. She brought the, co- the blood covenant in the room. Mm. Hallelujah. 
Name, you are the head. Whether Zipporah was the original problem or not, Moses was the actual problem. He did not do the right thing by his boys. I don't care if you yeah. blame it on his wife or not. Right. Yeah. And when God walked in that garden, he did not judge Eve. He said, she's been deceived. Adam, right. he's the head, she's the heart. Right. Taken out of the side. That's good. Yeah. The old preachers, when they were married, they tell you she's not taken from the feet to be stepped on. She's not taken from the head to be in charge. She's taken from the heart. Mm. Woman, you're the heart of the home. Amen. You're the heart. Sir, you're the head. Amen. You know you can go brain dead. Right. If your heart's still beating, you'll live. Mm-hmm. Woman, you're the heart. Hey. That's good. You know, if your heart quits, no matter how good your brain is, you're dead. That's right. Yeah. He brought the devil in, Sephora brought the cross in. Mm. What's in my home? I love that little, so he let him go. Yes, amen. Just to bow our heads. Want us to stand. Would y'all like to come and pray? Probably just do us good. As many as would come around and pray. And that way we don't look at who went to the altar and who didn't go. One of the pianists wants to make a little music. Ladies, why don't you come pray for your home? Husband may be the problem. You may be the problem. Be wonderful. Neither one of you is the problem. Let's let's pray for our homes and pray for our children. Find you a place to pray. Let God help us. Let God help us. Thank God He can restore your home. He did it for Moses and Zipporah. Lord, thank you. He can restore your home. He did it for Moses and Zipporah. Oh, God. God for the cross. Thank God for a mama who knew how to bring the cross in the home. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, thank you. 
sentimental and I can be emotional. I told somebody today, when it comes to my wife, well, I can get tore up in a minute just because I know how blessed I am. As as the preacher was talking, I thought and wondered how many of us men as husbands have been saved because of the heart of our wife. Oh boy. Yeah. He mentioned something about being brain dead and I thought he was going a different direction so my mind continued in that direction. How many of us men as the heads of our home become so distracted, so preoccupied, and we stop thinking about the things that we must. But the heart in our wife Stay steadfast and true. And she often has to do the very thing that we neglected to do in order to save us. How many of us men are here safe because of our wives? I've got my wife down here, my girls. And I thought back five years ago. When God told us, told me, He didn't tell her, He didn't tell my girls, He told me, move, leave it, and move. Preacher used the word today, said yes. My hand before God, I don't remember a single time that my wife ever complained. What about it? She may have had questions. She may have wondered and even worried about certain things. Sure. But not one time did she ever question. Isn't that wonderful? And I have to say tonight, I praise God. Isn't that wonderful? Because it could have been the other way. Amen. She could have rebelled and she could have right. bucked the system and I could have said the wrong word. Right, right. Been in a mess. Men, I want to encourage you tonight. And I know some of you men are manly men and all this other kind of baloney. Right. Don't neglect your wife. Don't don't neglect the importance of her in your life. Yes. I was talking to Brother John last night. And he was talking about the day that Miss Jean passes away. And you could tell there was a grief in his heart. And he said, I honestly hope she goes before I do. He said, I, 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 don't, I don't want to worry on my deathbed about what's going to happen to her. So I hope she goes before I do. He said, but if she does go before I do, preacher, I don't know what I'll do. And I, I don't remember how long they've been married Long, long time. How many? Fifty-five years. Fifty-five years. They're nearby inseparable. I think about several others in here. Married for years upon years. Some of you, thirty years, more, forty years. Some new. New. One year. 
two and a half years or so. Not even a year. Two years for Jody. But what would God do, men? What would God do if we got our, our heads fixed on God? Purposed on God's will. And when God says do it, we do. When God says stop, we stop. God says go, we go. Whatever He says, we do it. And that way our wife doesn't have to do what we've neglected to do in order to save us yet another time. What is it? It's in your house. I appreciate the message tonight, preacher. Church, I hope you'll take the message home with you. I hadn't even looked at my watch, have no clue what time it is. But I promise you, the time that you've spent here tonight has been worth it. I realize you might have some things you've got to do tomorrow, but it's worth it being here tonight. And uh, I thank you. And I want you to come back tomorrow night, start at 7 o'clock, and uh, we're not going to worry about getting out. I know it's cliche, we're going to get in, but I'm not going to worry about getting out. And I, I don't remember if it was Brother McNeese or somebody else, but several months ago I put some snacks back there for Wednesday nights. Because I know several of y'all have to come right from work to get here, sometimes on two wheels. There's snacks back there. If you want them, somebody put some, I don't know what y'all call them, I call them silver bells. Hershey Kisses on one of them tables. I don't know if they're up for grabs or not, but I done grabbed one. But if you if you need to come straight here, don't worry about it. We've got snacks back there. But I want you to be here. I want you to come. And I want you to pray for one another. When we talk about revival, we need revival. And I told you Wednesday night, we need individual revival. But I believe we need to pray for one another that we could all have revival. And then pray as a church that we're revived. Pray that our homes are revived, our hearts. And I believe if we'll do that, then God will revive, revive this house of God. So I want you to go tonight praying. You come back tomorrow, pray. You pray all day for the man of God. Pray for your brothers, your sisters. You see somebody tonight struggling. You know they need prayer. Pray for them. Lift them up, alright? Anybody have a word before we dismiss? Sunday night, finger foods. Alright. Christmas play next Sunday night. Finger foods after that. Alright. Remember that. And say this, just kind of housekeeping. Thank you for everybody, that all the ladies that came yesterday. I've heard from, from Lori that it was a great time. And I think you had 22 ladies, is that right? What a blessing. So thank you for that and for the ladies putting in all the work for it. And uh, y'all, you ladies, get get close. Nathan asked me about the men doing something like that before the ladies did. Now uh, he asked, maybe we might do it, might do it January, February, or something. Maybe the men can get together and have. We're not going to do contests and gifts. We just punch one another on the arm and slap one another on the back, and I don't know, have some kind of breakfast or something. But uh, I ain't forgot about it, Nathan. I, Thinking about it. What'd you say? State. State. Kurt's buying? Lee's buying. Lee's buying. Amen. Amen. Sounds like a plan. Kurt's buying. He's way behind.
He'd say, what kind of snake? No, we ain't bringing him to what kind of steak? You'd be just sliced bologna, all right? All right. Look like, um, um, what's his name? Jasper. Look like Jasper's ready to praise the Lord. So thank you, church, for being here. We love you. And uh, you, uh, he said, he said, y'all coming to the house tonight. So if you are, let my wife know, all right? Um, but let's praise the Lord, okay? One, two, three. Praise the Lord. Amen. They became spiritual giants because of what God did to them, not what they did for God. Right. What God did for them. Amen. John Gill said, she's the only one who had enough sense to bring the cross in the picture. Mm-hmm. And said she was rejoicing. Hey. That's what Gill said. So, I've got a new position on this. And it goes a lot easier on you ladies. So here's my new theological stance. Whether she was right or wrong, see, I'm not going to give y'all no big Whether she was right or wrong, she knew what the answer was. Amen. Amen. And I'm going to have to vote with her for a little while because Moses never did the right thing, but she did. She did. Amen. If she was the original problem, she's the one that fixed it. That's right. Yes. And if Moses was the original problem, she was the one that fixed it. I'll tell you this, standing here, I got no record of her running from God. I got no record of her being oh. back slid 40 years. I got no record of her arguing with God. Talk to us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that Bible's honest, thing. Amen. I'm slowly talking myself over to Gil's position. <laughs> suffice it to say, in your home, whether Moses was wrong, whether Zipporah was wrong, she got it right and saved his life. Amen. And saved her home. Do y'all think this has something? Ladies, would you be the key to your home? Mm. Have mercy. What did Paul mean when he told Timothy that the woman, talking about Adam and Eve, said, but she shall be saved in childbearing? We're going to his house at midnight. She's leaving ten minutes early to get the house ready. Eric, you're picking up my favorite food and bringing it over there. And you pay for it, we're not going to reimburse you. <laughs> Be glad you saved. <laughs> but my kids not to do. How many years did you not tie? This is part of the day. <laughs> I'm paying for my snacks and I'm smiling the whole time. Now I have a wife and a baby. Your life's over, sir. <laughs> Tell him that. That goes. Oh, my. We can sit up and talk about some of these stuff. I'm going to say, ladies, are you the key? The way God laid it out tonight, Eve, somehow she made it to the front of the sermon. She listened to the wrong counsel. Zipporah. Ladies, whether you've been right or whether you've been wrong, you can be the one that brings the devil in the house, or you can be the one that brings the cross in. Glory. Amen. No matter what page you land on this Bible, there's help for all of us. Come on. It all leads to Calvary. Amen. It all leads to Jesus.
She brought that shed blood of the firstborn son, and that was a covenant. That was their covenant token. She brought the co- the blood covenant in the room. Mm. Hallelujah. Oh my. Man, you are the head. Whether Sephora was the original problem or not, Moses was the actual problem. He did not do the right thing by his boys. I don't care if you can blame it on his wife or not. Right. Amen. And when God walked in that garden, He did not judge Eve. He said, she's been deceived. Adam, He's the head, she's the heart. Right. Taken out of the sack. That's good, preacher. The old preachers, when they marry you, they tell you she's not taken from the feet to be stepped on. She's not taken from the head to be in charge. She's taken from the heart. Woman, you're the heart of the home. Amen. You're the heart. Sir, you're the head. Amen. You know you can go brain dead. Right. If your heart's still beating, you'll live. Woman, you're the heart. Amen. You know, if your heart quits, no matter how good your brain is, you're dead. That's right, yeah. He brought the devil in. Sephora brought the cross in. Mm. What's in my home? I love that little so he let him go. Yes, amen. Amen. Just bow our heads. Want us to stand. Would y'all like to come and pray? Probably just do us good. As many as would come around and pray. And that way we don't look at who went to the altar and who didn't go. One of the pianists wants to make a little music. Ladies, why don't you come pray for your home? The husband may be the problem. You may be the problem. It'd be wonderful if neither one of you was the problem. Let's, let's pray for our homes and pray for our children. Find you a place to pray. Let God help us. Let God help us. Thank God He can restore your home. He did it for Moses and Zipporah. He can restore your home. He did it for Moses and Zipporah. God for the cross. Thank God for a mama who knew how to bring the cross in the home. 
sentimental and I can be emotional. I told somebody today, when it comes to my wife, well, I can get tore up in a minute just because I know how blessed I am. As, as the preacher was talking, yes, I thought and wondered how many of us men as husbands have been saved because of the heart of our wife. Oh boy. He mentioned something about being brain dead and I thought he was going a different direction so my mind continued in that direction. How many of us men as the heads of our home become so distracted, so preoccupied and we stop thinking about the things that we must but the heart in our wife Stay steadfast and true. And she often has to do the very thing that we neglected to do in order to save us. How many of us men are here safe because of our wives? I've got my wife down here, my girls. And I thought back five years ago. When God told us, told me, He didn't tell her, He didn't tell my girls, He told me, move, leave it, and move. Preacher used the word today, 
said yes. My hand before God, I don't remember a single time that my wife ever complained. What about it? She may have had questions. She may have wondered and even worried about certain things. Sure. But not one time did she ever question. Isn't that wonderful. And I have to say tonight, I praise God. Isn't that wonderful? Because it could have been the other way. Amen. She could have rebelled and she could have right. bucked the system and I could have said the wrong word. Right, right. Been in a mess. Men, I want to encourage you tonight. And I know some of you men are manly men and all this other kind of baloney. Right. Don't neglect your wife. Don't, don't neglect the importance of her in your life. Yes. I was talking to Brother John last night. And he was talking about the day that Miss Jean passes away. And you could tell there was a grief in his heart. And he said, I honestly hope she goes before I do. He said, I, 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 don't, I don't want to worry on my deathbed about what's going to happen to her. So I hope she goes before I do. He said, but if she does go before I do, preacher, I don't know what I'll do. And I, I don't remember how long they've been married. Long, long time. How many? 55 years. 55 years. They're nearby inseparable. I think about several others in here. Married for years upon years. Some of you, 30 years, more, 40 years. Some new. New. One year. Two and a half years or so. Not even a year. Two years for Jody. But what would God do, men? What would God do if we got our our heads fixed on God? Purposed on God's will. And when God says do it, we do. When God says stop, we stop. God says go, we go. Whatever He says, we do it. And that way our wife doesn't have to. Yeah. Do what we've neglected right. to do in order to save us yet another time. What is it? It's in your house. I appreciate the message tonight, preacher. Church, I hope you'll take the message home with you. I hadn't even looked at my watch, have no clue what time it is. But I promise you the time that you've spent here tonight has been worth it. I realize you might have some things you've got to do tomorrow, but it's worth it being here tonight. And uh, I thank you. And I want you to come back tomorrow night. Start at 7 o'clock. And uh, we're not going to worry about getting out. I know it's cliche we're going to get in, but I'm not going to worry about getting out. Amen. And I, I don't remember if it was Brother McNeese or somebody else, but several months ago I put some snacks back there for Wednesday nights. Because I know several of y'all have to come right from work to get here, sometimes on two wheels. There's snacks back there. If you want them, somebody put some 
I don't know what y'all call them. I call them silver bells. Hershey kisses on one of them tables. I don't know if they're up for grabs or not, but I done grabbed one. But if you if you need to come straight here, don't worry about it. We've got snacks back there. But I want you to be here. I want you to come. And I want you to pray for one another. You know, we talk about revival. We need revival. And I told you Wednesday night, we need individual revival. But I believe we need to pray for one another that we could all have revival. And then pray as a church that we're revived. Pray that our homes are revived, our hearts. And I believe if we'll do that, then God will revive, revive this house of God. So I want you to go tonight praying. You come back tomorrow pray. You pray all day for the man of God. Pray for your brothers, your sisters. You see somebody tonight struggling. You know they need prayer. Pray for them. Lift them up. Alright? Anybody have a word before we dismiss? Night, finger foods. All right. Christmas play next Sunday night. Finger foods after that. All right. Remember that. And say this, just kind of housekeeping. Thank you for everybody that all the ladies that came yesterday. I've heard from from Lori that it was a great time, and I think you had twenty two ladies. Is that right? What a blessing! So thank you for that and for the ladies putting in all the work for it. And uh, y'all, you ladies, get get close. Nathan asked me about the men doing something like that before the ladies did. Now uh, he asked, maybe we might do it, might do it in January, February, or something. Maybe the men can get together and have. We're not going to do contests and gifts. We just punch one another on the arm and slap one another on the back, and I don't know, have some kind of breakfast or something. But uh, I ain't forgot about it, Nathan. I, Thinking about it. What'd you say? State. State. Kurt's buying? Lee's buying. Lee's buying. Amen. Amen. Sounds like a plan. Kurt's buying. He's way behind. (laughs) (laughs) He'd say, what kind of snakes? (laughs) What kind of steak? It'd be just sliced bologna. All right. All right. Look like, um, um, what's his name? Jasper. Look like Jasper's ready to praise the Lord. So thank you, church, for being here. We love you. And uh, you, uh, he said, he said, y'all coming to the house tonight. So if you are, let my wife know. All right. Um, but let's praise the Lord. Okay. One, two, three. Praise, praise the Lord. Amen.